0: Welcome to this bonus Ianabanethi.com podcast. In this podcast we're going to be discussing 10 recommended books for the pragmatically minded Karatikan. Hello, I'm Ian Abernethy and welcome to this bonus podcast. I've called it a bonus podcast because it's not part of the scheduled monthly podcast it's a, just a quick uh, informal one where I'm going to recommend some some books to you uh, the new website makes it very easy to add new content so I hope that I'll be able to bring you uh, as in addition to the usual uh, more formal uh, 12 monthly podcasts uh, per year we'll also get a few bonus podcasts out uh, out here and there so uh, so this was a, a podcast on 10 recommended books not my definitive top 10 or anything like that Uh, um, it's just a 10 that if you haven't read yet I think you may enjoy and I hope you enjoy this discussion of those uh, those books in this uh, bonus podcast welcome to this recommended reading bonus podcast so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to go through a, a number of recommended books that I think that you probably, if you don't already own them, then you should should check them out. And the idea for this podcast came as we were driving towards uh, Banff in Canada. I was in the car with, uh, with James, Elliot, Scott and Bernie and it was suggested that a, a podcast on recommended reading would be great. Now I've already had a go at this and it didn't come out as I wanted. I originally was going to do two podcasts. One on uh, classical, like, kind of reference books, historical books, and one on modern books that I thought, you know, everyone should read. The, The trouble I had was that split didn't quite work in the way that I wanted. And because there's just so many good books, and I tried my best not to leave anything out, I just ended up with a massive, unwieldy, horrible mess of a podcast. So what I decided to do, I thought right off the top of my head, I'm just going to pick 10 books. I'm going to recommend these 10 books to you. Uh, and in the future, we'll do other recommended uh, reading podcasts and I'll give you some more books. So this isn't my ultimate top 10. I'm not giving them in any particular order. I'm just saying this is a mix of both modern books and classical books. And if these are any that you don't have, these are ones that I recommend you should read. And hopefully by the time you've collected these and read them, then I'll be back to, uh, to recommend some more in uh, a future podcast. So the first one we'll start with then is uh, number one on my list, and again, these are in no particular order, but is Gichin Funakoshi's Karate Do My Way of Life. It's really cheap, you can buy the book off Amazon, I would imagine that most uh, of the people listening to this have probably already got a copy of that. Uh, Why I recommend it is because I think there's a lot of interesting insights and information in that book. A lot of people skim over it, read through it, and, and fail to pick up on certain things. Um, to give some examples, there's a story in there that when Anko Itosu, who was the founder of the or Pinanzo, he Katniss, whenever he knocked people out, they would end up face down on the ground. So that's interesting. Why not on the back? You know, most people when they're knocked out, land on the back. Why when Itosu knocked people out, did they land up, end up uh, face down? Is that something to do with the way he fought? Should we expect to see that method within uh, within his kata? You know, I, I, I think we do see that method within his kata, but that, that helps. There's, there's a story in there where he tells about uh, uh, how Matsumura went really, you know, lost his mind with the king because he tried to catch him with a jumping front kick with a Nidangeri. So we know that Nidangeri was regarded by Matsumura as a pointless technique, and then we have to ask, well, why does it appear in some of the kata that, that he taught or went through him or said to be created by him? So we have to guess, you know, that the word there. So we know that Nidangeri is a modern thing on it. it, it shouldn't be there. There's references to Funakoshi's uh, grappling practice, he, he makes talk about um, Tagumi Okinawan wrestling, how he as a young boy would wrestle to unconsciousness or submission, about how they would grapple uh, with multiple opponents to try and keep on the feet while other people would try and take them over, how he would use kicks and punches to keep them at distance, And he says that he can find no better way than this to learn to defend against multiple opponents. So we have some, you know, drills there, some grappling drills that Funakoshi recommends to us that, you know, try and keep yourself upright from multiple opponents as they try and drop you. He has one of wrestling from uh, the way up from the ground as, as one or two people try and hold you down. I mean, these are all really pragmatic skills. Um, so there's all kinds of stuff in there. So what I would suggest is get Karate do My Way of Life. Read through the book, but read it with a fine tooth comb. For every story, ask, why is he telling me this story? What What's the, the, the importance of this? Why is that significant? Because when you do that, I think you can get a lot of insights from that book. Uh, and where it's also interesting is it spans the period from when karate went from being the secret art practiced by a handful of people to being a, a modern art practiced by, you know, Thousands upon thousands, so it's interesting to chart that evolution as well. So yeah, Karate though my way of life—that's a, a great classical book, and everyone should uh, should read that one. Okay, a uh, book two on my list is *The Way of Cutter* by Lawrence Kane and Chris Wilder. So Lawrence and Chris are, you know good friends of mine but you know <laughs> I'm not recommending the book just because I like them I'm recommending the book because I like the book. Uh, I think it's excellent you know for anyone that's into bunkai this is one of the books you should definitely be reading. It it breaks down the kata very well the the, the combative principles are explained as well as the principles of kata. So for for me, this is where bunkai or people who purport to teach bunkai often fall down. They they either are teaching something that is is almost completely divorced from the kata, in which case it's not bunkai anymore. It may work, it may be fine, but it, it it's got no basis within the kata, or they don't understand the nature of kata or the the principles of kata. So it's just it's divorced from that, and it shouldn't be. You know, we should be able to see the kata in everything that we do uh, when looking at bunkai. The other one is you get some people who who are very good at kind of almost sticking to the kata. But the fail to understand uh, combat and what com- com- combat's like. So you get this thing that, although it looks like the kata, it's not good bunkai because it's completely impractical. So for me, it has to stay true to kata and the principles of kata. And it has to be combatively functional. And I think um, Lawrence and Chris um, make a great job of doing that. You know, they are traditional martial artists, but very practical traditional martial artists. You know, they are to me anyway, what I think traditional martial artists should be. So the the book's written from a a goju uh, perspective, because that's obviously the background of, uh, of both those guys. Um, but that doesn't mean there's not information in there that's not valid to practitioners of other styles, because there most certainly is. You know, I think it kind of transcends style, although the examples given it tend to be from, from Goju Kata. But again, it's, you don't want to be buying the book for examples of the Kata. You want principles and concepts that you can apply to your own training. So um, Way of Kata, yeah, that's definitely, uh, definitely a, a must read there. The third one on my list, um, moving towards the self-defense side of things, is Streetwise by Peter Constine. So, you know, again, I train with Peter an awful lot, and he's one of my instructors, but again, I'm recommending the book because it's a really good book. In fact, for me, I-, I would say for pure self-defense, I think Streetwise is the best book. Um, and I'll tell you for why. Is because most of the books to purport to be self-defense books aren't. They're actually fighting books or martial arts books. Um, and now Peter makes this, this comment in the the book himself, he says most self defense books are, in fact, martial arts in jeans. Um, so yeah, we put on civilian clothing, do martial arts, show fighting techniques and it purport to be self-defense. But it's not. You know, self-defense is, is much wider um, than that. There's all kinds of skills you need for fighting that aren't relevant to self-defense. There's all kinds of skills that you need for self-defense that aren't relevant to fighting. For, for example, you need to understand the law for self-defense. You need to understand that the body wakes and, uh, works under stress for self-defense. You need to understand things like personal security, um, threat awareness. Um, uh, Security in your home, uh, mobile security, all all those kinds of issues. The physical side is, is only a very small part of self defence, but unfortunately, that's where most self defence books begin and end. So for for true self defence that covers all the bases, all the security issues, uh, the legal issues, and all that kind of stuff, yeah, Streetwise is is the book for me. That, that that's one you should all buy. Uh, now. Um, so this, and the thing, that just before I move on from that as well, I do remember reading a review once of Streetwise, and the guy who'd done the review, it was on Amazon, I think, was disappointed that it didn't contain more technique. Now, there is a good section in there on what works, and there's also a good section on martial arts myths, but that's not the point of the book, you know, it's a, it's a self-defense book, not a martial arts book. If you're looking for how to do arm locks and things like that, then this isn't the book you want. But if you're looking to do arm locks, you're wanting to learn fighting or martial arts, not self-defense. So if you don't get the difference, if you don't get the difference, then... Streetwise is a book you should read. And if you're a person out there who's claiming to be practicing or teaching self-defense, Streetwise is the book you should get and judge what you're doing against that. You know, Are you covering those kind of things? Are you teaching those issues? And if you are, then yeah, you're teaching um, good good self-defense. Uh, the fourth book on my list um, is by the other chief instructor of the British Combat Association, and uh, Peter Bean one and Jeff Thompson being the other. And that's Dead or Alive. Um, again by Jeff Thompson, which I again I think is a brilliant book. It doesn't go into the personal security issues in quite the same degree or depth as Peter does, although it does cover them all. It also covers great sections on fear, on the, the, the rituals of attack, the way the criminal mind works, Again, all these kind of things that don't apply to fighting, but again do apply to self-defense. But there's also a, um, a larger section on the physical techniques that do work. So for the martial artist, uh, once you've you've read kind of Peter's Streetwise book, I think Jeff's Dead or Alive kind of makes that connection for you as well. So you've got the, the the physical side of it's covered in a little bit more depth. So those, you know, when people say to me, okay, top three books for self-defense, my top three, and this is not to say there aren't other good ones out there, but the three I think kind of get it for you are Streetwise by Peter Constantine, Dead or Alive, Jeff Thompson, and then the next one on my list, which is Meditations on Violence by Rory Miller. Now again, if you haven't read that book you really should. Rory's a, a really good writer. Um, the, the book gets right to the heart of the matter. It addresses many of the, the martial arts kind of myths and things. It's a great book for the martial artist if you want to know what violence is really like and how to train for it effectively. It's it's incredibly well written. It, it, it's a really good book that gets right to the heart of the matter. So again, Meditations on Violence by Rory Miller. Awesome book. So again, you want you know, I said this wasn't going to be a top ten, and it isn't. But if you want my top three self defence books, Streetwise by Peter Constine, Dead Alive by Jeff Thompson, Meditations on Violence by Rory Miller. If as a martial artist or a martial arts instructor, if you read those three, you've got the kind of fundamentals all covered. You know, um, the great books and they complement each other very well. Okay, uh, next one on my list, getting back to the more uh, classical books, really, is Karate Do Kyohan. Now. With that one, the, um, I would suggest that the more common edition of Karate Do kyo Han, which is the Kyo-dan-sha edition, as good as that is, um, isn't the one you want. Uh, in that one, obviously, it's been uh, adjusted to reflect uh, more modern karate practices. Um, all the photographs of the kata are, are now done by different people. Um, The throws and stuff are still in there, but they're not as well demonstrated as they are when Funakoshi himself does them. So what what you want is, you want one that shows the original photographs and pictures, and the the one for that for me is Neptune Publications version of Karate Do Han. So that's Neptune Publications, as in the the God of the Sea and then Publications. You you can't get that one off Amazon or anywhere like that, but if you were to type in uh, Neptune Publications karate do kyo into google it'll it'll come straight up it, this is it, it's again it's a self-published book it's brilliantly done the quality of the book is absolutely excellent the layout the, the it looks like the original edition of kyo Han, the one that funakoshi first did um, in terms of the color and the cover it comes in a beautiful box the paper quality is great um, they've digitally redone all the original photographs so you get to see Funakoshi and Utsuka do the throws, uh, the weapon defense stuff's in there, there's several references to where techniques can be found in kata, takedown that he shows off an armbar where he refers to you know this is the application of the the gidambarai in uh, Nahanshi or Teki Shodan, um, there's a technique where he, he yeah, double leg pickup essentially he shows in the throwing section and he tells us that this technique can be found in Bass um, it's, Eye it's it's a good book um, well worth getting there's also the women's self defence section still in there whereas that's not in the more modern versions, the weapon defence stuff's in there as well, <laughs> to be honest not overly convinced by all of the weapons defence stuff in there but you should always read everything with a, uh, a critical mind but I, I think that that's a must have book really it's not cheap But it's totally worth it. It's again, say it's a beautiful book. The quality of the photographs are great. If you're a Shotokan practitioner, it's one you've got to have. And if you're serious about your martial arts study, I would suggest again that's another uh, must have one. So, uh, Neptune Publications version of Karate Do uh, Kyoham. So, number seven, uh, sticking with my kind of uh, classical theme for the moment, uh, I would suggest Karate Do Tai which translates as an outline of Karate Do is one you should get. Now that was a book where uh, Funakoshi, Mabuni, Motobu and loads of others all all wrote for it. It's a book where Funakoshi's 20 precepts appear and um, clarifications on them and things. There was only, I believe, about 200 or so editions of it originally published. Now. A few years ago, I got a Japanese language replica from a a guy in Okinawa, which I think cost me, I can't remember what it was, it was the best, over £200 anyway, best part of £300 if my memory serves me right, in Japanese of course, Um, so I then have to pay to get certain parts of it translated and stuff as well, but um, Mario McKenna has done a full English language uh, translation of that and it's pretty good it, 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 you can't get that from amazon again the, the place you can buy that one from is lulu.com l u l u.com which is a, like a, a self publishing uh, print on demand website uh, so as a result the, the the kind of the quality of the physical book isn't that great um, it's a nice hardback book it looks okay paper quality is okay but it's not, you know, you're not buying the book for the quality of the print, really. It, 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 what you're really after is the information within it, and it's fantastic to have such an important book translated into um, to to English. So you can get that if you go to Lulu.com and then search for Cratlydol uh, Taikan or Mario McKenna, you can find that. Uh, you can find that easily enough. And and again, you know, it's 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 the information you want. It's one that again, everyone should have on the bookshelf. It's such an important book, and it's fantastic that we've finally got a, a version that you can uh, can read uh, in English. Okay, so you can find that one on Lulu.com. Well, well worth getting. Highly recommended. Uh, number eight on my list uh, is Four Shades of Black by Gavin Mulholland. I, uh, I, uh, uh, Gavin's just you know, I love Gavin stuff. Gavin's great, you know, very, very practical, uh, very straightforward. Really understands what he's talking about. Um, his, his students are all really good guys too. Uh, we did a seminar together once, and just right, right from the off, I just you oh, know, this, this guy's great. Everything that he said, thought, yep, yeah, you know, I agree with that. It's really good. So dead excited to see that he he was writing a book, and then the title's really good too, because it's Four Shades of Black, and he looks at the four cat there that Gojo used he's up to. Um, Black and then how they fit together to form an integrated system. Uh, it, it, the thing with that one as well, The Four Shades of Black, it's a beautiful book. I, I remember when I got my copy of it, it's a, like a coffee table book. It, the, the book's actually, it's a beautiful gloss paper, it's black throughout with white print, which again gives it a really, a really nice feeling, it's really uh, artistic. So yeah, it's a beautiful book, but again, you're not buying it for what it looks like, although it does look great. It's the quality of the information within it, and, and again, very very good. Um, good uh, Principle-based discussion on on the, the cutters of Goju, and again, I think the principles within it, although it is specifically looking at Goju kata, it does apply to um, cutters beyond that as well, and gives you an idea of how non Goja people should be looking at, at their cat too. i think um yeah so excellent read four shades of black by gavin mulholland and i was talking to him recently and he, apparently he's writing a, a follow-up book called um a deeper shade of black uh, which i guess that's a fun a fantastic title so yeah know you've got to check that one out again gavin's really good very practical very very functional um great writer too very easy to understand um, you know it's so yeah great can't recommend that one enough uh, number nine, I think if you haven't read this one then yet then then where have you been uh, but I would suggest that uh, all karate can need to read a copy of the the Babishi. And probably chief among the, those the translations out there would be uh, Patrick McCarthy's. Um, and I've gone, Patrick McCarthy should need no introduction to anyone listening to this. You know, he's a well-respected guy, very, very knowledgeable, he's done a lot for uh, for traditional karate. Um, and um, uh, again, you know, the translations of the publishing are great. He's done quite a few now, you know, one of the ones I've got, I've got some very early ones that he did that were self-published. And then I've got some of the more recent ones. And the more recent ones have a lot of background information in them too. Um, which again just adds to the the value so you not only get to see the original text but you also get to see uh, all the kind of background commentary that uh, um, Mr McCarthy adds and that that you know adds a great deal to the book I think. Um, if you want a more um, bare bones one so you just want you know the information as is with no kind of comments and commentary then uh, George Alexandra's version um, is well worth getting too. You know I've got them I've got that one as well and I, and I kind of like the fact that it's just raw, it's it's kind of like an English version of the Babishi with no extra uh, commentary or comments and um, you know you just get it as is so it, it's nice to have, to have both I think. I think the, the, the Babishi, so great book, very important book, probably you could argue probably the most important text in the history of karate. Uh, I think the only negative is um, not with the book but sometimes with people's expectations of it where they expect it to be the book that if you get that book then all will become clear and everything is solved and it's just not the way it works you know it's a very important book it sheds a lot of light on modern karate um, and the evolution of karate as well. It, it's one that you should all have and you should all study. But again, it's got to be part of the the, the big picture. You know, it's not the book um, that'll the reveal all. You know, very good book, very well worth getting. Uh, highly recommend both uh, Patrick McCarthy's and George Alexander's trans uh, translations. But you've got to be realistic about its expectations. And I think the only negative reviews I've seen of it are from people who expected more than the book can can deliver you know okay anyways the next one we've got then my final one of this 10 is the pavement arena by jeff thompson which is one of the first books that jeff thompson ever wrote of course and it had the subtitle of adapting combat martial arts um, to the street um, great book uh, very simple very direct it talks about really from a traditional karate perspective i feel as well how how that art needs to be practiced if it's going to work uh, functionally and, and and practically. So it covers in stuff like you know how you do your kicking, how you do your punching, your sparring, uh, kata, bunkai, uh, one-step sparring, or all, all that kind of stuff. Um, again, there's a few different versions of it. Oh, yeah, there's a good section on competition karate as well, and its relationship to to, um, to real fighting as well by um, Ian McCranner. Uh, so again, great great book. There's, again, like most books, there's a few versions of it out there. I've got one of the. Like older original versions of it there's more modern ones that have been revised Uh, they're quite good Um, not least of which because he recommends my books in (laughs) them in the later um, versions but yeah absolutely great so i hope that's give you a a few books to have a little look at so i'll quickly go through those again in case you haven't been making notes but so here's 10 books that if you haven't read you should you should have read so uh, karate do my way of life by gichin funakoshi uh, the Way of Cutter by Chris Wilder and Lawrence Kane. Streetwise by Peter Constein. Dead or Alive by Jeff Thompson. Meditations on Violence by Rory Miller. Uh, Karate Do Kyohan by Gichin Funakoshi. In particular, you want the Neptune Publications version of that, which you can get from their website and nowhere else. Um, so again if you just Google Neptune Publications Karate do kyo han. Uh, Mario McKenna's translation of Karate Taikan, that's another must-read, and you can get that one from lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com. Four Shades of Black by Gavin Mulholland. Again, beautiful book. Great information, um, ideal for the pragmatically minded karate. Uh, the Babishi, uh, both Patrick McCarthy's and George Alexander's translations are excellent, very good, you know, you, that that's one that you should definitely uh, read and, and make a, a detailed study of, and as I mentioned, if you want a more raw one, uh, George Alexander's is probably the one to go for, if you want a kind of lot of background information to, to help you digest and understand the information in there, then Pat McCarthy's translations are great. And the final one is The Pavement Arena by Jeff Thompson. So, again, I think that's a brilliant book for karateka who want to make sure that their art's going to uh, work when it counts. So, yeah, I hope that's okay. Uh, that's that's 10, 10 books that if you haven't already bought, um, you should have <laughs> put them on your wish list. Uh, Ask Santa. Hopefully, you know, you get them for Christmas. And, yeah, read them, study them, and then I'll come back with uh, uh, more recommended books uh, in a future podcast. Well, I hope you enjoyed this bonus podcast. I'll be back shortly with the next uh, formal podcast, if we can can call it that. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so thanks for listening in. Again, I hope you found the podcast useful. I hope you enjoy uh, reading those books. And as I say, I'll be back with the next podcast proper uh, in the near future. So thanks once again for listening in. Take care. Bye now.